Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickstrom with my tag team partner, Matt Story, and we are moments away from the start of round one of the 2023 NFL Draft, but the last 48 hours has been full of news. The Packers and Jets finally consummated the Aaron Rodgers trade. The Ravens yep. finally signed Lamar Jackson, uh, who was able to negotiate a deal sans agent. Yep, yep, yep. Um. I guess, Matt, let's start with Lamar. A uh, five-year deal after, man, it kind of seemed like they weren't going to get it done, didn't it? It, it did. It did. It, I mean, it, it had to feel really since probably around December that, like, you know, maybe they were going to go their separate ways. Um, I, you know, last offseason, you know, he was going into his last year. It was like, ah, they're, come on. They're going to figure it out. They'll keep him. You know, they'll franchise him if they have to. And then, you know, the way last season ended with him getting hurt and some, you know, questions about whether he could have come back and he didn't come back. And yeah, so it, it really did have that feel of like, you know, maybe it's it's not going to work out. But, uh, you know, it's kind of a situation where I think both sides maybe figured out that, like, they didn't have an alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it didn't seem like there was ever a real market for Lamar Jackson for, I think, a number of reasons, some some probably nefarious uh, in terms of, you know, not having an agent and wanting a fully guaranteed deal and stuff like that. And, and some probably legitimate in terms of maybe just being a little hesitant about his injury history and his age, you know, as he gets older, will that get worse? But the Ravens also didn't really have another alternative either, um, unless they were going to start over with a rookie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad it worked out. Um, you know, just selfishly as a fan, I, you know, I, I like him and, you know, I, I'm glad he's staying with the Ravens and we'll see, we'll see what happens. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see all the numbers. Um, the, the one thing I can guarantee, or I think I can guarantee is that the media will certainly find a way to, you know, take those numbers and say, well, he needed an agent because X, Y, Z. Yeah. And maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I, I'm happy he got a big deal without an agent, but I'm I'm sure they'll find something in the details that says, well, if he had an agent, this would have worked out better. Well, it's, I think it'll be a question of if he plays five years on that deal with the Ravens, it was good. And if anything yeah. happens, they'll say, well, maybe an agent could have foreseen that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, I've heard the point, and I guess this is a point you can't argue, that, like, if he had an agent, would they have negotiated a deal, you know, two years ago um, when he was first eligible or last year, you know, and, and could you have done better? I don't know. I mean, you know, probably not better than these numbers because the numbers always go up. Could he have been making more money the last year or two than what he did make? Possibly, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, it's, you know... You know, bottom line is he decided this was the way he was going to go, and I'm kind of glad it it worked out for him in this case. Um, I don't know if we talked about this last year. You know, the one thing I thought as last year unfolded was, like, maybe he didn't need an agent, but he needed some good, like, people in his corner to get a narrative out there on his side. Mm -hmm. Because the only narrative out there last season was, you know, well, he could probably come back, but he's not. And like he, he needed somebody to be planting stuff in Schefter and Rappaport and those guys' ears that said, you know, uh, well, this injury is worse than than you know, and you know he's doing everything he can, but you know, blah blah blah. You got to get that narrative out there, and that wasn't out there. Yeah, it it would have been 
you're right. Good to have someone leaking on his side. The uh, it's actually more serious than people yeah. thought, and the fact that he's even close is a miracle. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and and that's why I say you know the the media, and I hate saying the media. You know, I know it's an overgeneralization, but you know, football media relies on agents to get a lot of their breaking news. And I I texted you, you know, what a roughly an hour and a half ago, all of a sudden every football reporter known to man was tweeting, you know, Oh, they've made a lot of progress on a deal. This is coming soon. It's like, obviously they didn't get that from an agent because he doesn't have one, but you know, that's how these guys get their scoops nine times out of 10 is from agents. And so they're, they're invested in agents still being a part of things. And so I'm sure they'll find a way to kind of say like, well, yeah, uh, you know, this, this deal isn't all that great, but, Hey, bottom line, he got it done, and uh, I'm, I'm glad for it. Speaking of deals finally getting done, the Packers and the Jets danced around each other for yeah. months. Six weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I lived the whole Favre saga. Yep. And now you've really lived the whole Rogers saga from start to finish. Yeah. As a Packer fan... I am content. Yeah. I think this deal is good. I I had no idea how they were going to make a conditional pick based on him playing in 24. That seemed like an impossibility when that rumor was out there. I agree because he could have just waited till after the draft to announce one way or the other. Exactly. You know, like that was almost one that if you were going to do it, you would have had to have like a conditional pick and return in 25, mm-hmm. which I heard that suggested, but uh, yeah, I mean, getting to the trade and I, I want to, you know, talk about him in general, but the trade itself, I, I think they made out pretty well. I, I mean, think- I think getting, getting that conditional pick at 24, that is based only on his playing time, mm-hmm. nothing else, not team success, not anything, you know, not his success. I mean, all he's got to do is probably make, 12 starts that's what roughly. I've, that's what I've seen is the math works out to somewhere if he stays healthy through game 12 unless they you know really juke the numbers basically right right which which they would have to be so far out of it to you know like sometimes you have those like oh the last game you know a team doesn't want this guy to play because he's going to get an incentive but I mean you know like unless they start you know one and nine you're mm-hmm. going to be inclined to continue playing him yeah. if he's healthy because you don't really have an alternative. That's why you made this trade. So, I mean, even if they're four and six, like, well, you're still in the playoff chase at four and six with, yeah. with seven teams. Like, you're not out of it. So, well, and that's the yeah, thing, yeah. Is it feels like, you know, but we'll see how serious the Jets are about, like, skating on this when, you know, do they sub Rodgers out for kneel downs week one? Like, I don't know. I mean, 65% is such a low bar that mm-hmm. it feels like, you know, he's, I don't know, again, I mean, unless he gets hurt, yeah. which obviously you never know. He's he's had a couple years where he's missed a lot of time for injuries, you know, but most for the most part, he's been healthy. Um, you know, he's going to get that. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think they made out pretty well in terms of that conditional pick and then getting a second rounder this year. I mean, the, the first round pick swap, that. Ah, I don't know semantics. I'm not sure that makes that big of a deal, but but the other two things they got, I think, pretty pretty solid. I think the pick swap matters depending on what the Packers do 
tonight because I, I think it's entirely possible that they turn that around and move down. Try to move up again? Well, oh, you think move down? I think they're going to... Uh, up yeah. again is interesting because I've heard a theory. I don't love it. Yeah. That, you know, the Jimmy Johnson draft board says 13 and 42 equals 5. And, mm. and you move up there because you don't really believe in Jordan Love. So you just start over and you take another quarter. Oh, quarterback. gosh, I can't see them doing that. I, I don't either. What I'm thinking is more, you, you're not saying rebuild. Okay, you don't have to say rebuild. But if you think Dalton Kincaid is going to be there at 15, call the Jets back. Say, hey, you want to swap back? <laughs> yeah, 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 you could, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you could, I mean, I, I see when you said something about trading up, I'm thinking, okay, do they, do they go after a you know, a Jalen Carter, if he's falling, they love their Georgia defenders, they, they uh, sure you know, do. so that would make some sense. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've also heard, and I'm sure you've heard it too, that they're, they're hot for Smith and Jigba. Yeah. And they think they could get him at 13, which I think would be a good pick. I think he's really good. I know he was hurt all last year and it, you know, kind of makes him tough to evaluate, but man, he was, he was dynamic as hell in 21. Yeah. I, I, that's, so that's who my brother wants, and he follows this stuff very, very closely. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be a good pick. I think wherever he goes, that's a good pick. I, I just think there's a lot of tight ends who you could get in the second round. Now, yeah. my, my head and my heart say two different things. My head says, we've got two very capable running backs, even though they're probably both leaving at the end of this year. Yeah. And that there's no reason to draft B. John Robinson. No. But no. my heart <laughs> I hear you though. is saying take B. John Robinson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although you could I mean, the the smarter way to go probably is take somebody in the third round. Oh yeah. You know, take take Zach Charbonnet or or what you know, uh, the kid from Tulane Spears or you know, there's good there's good running backs depth wise always in the draft, it seems like. So uh, yeah, I mean fascinating to see where Bijan goes tonight as we talked about but uh, you know yeah I think it was I think it was a good trade for them and, I, and you know from the Jets perspective like it all comes down I mean this is gonna this is an obvious statement but I think it's true like if they get to the Super Bowl then whatever you gave up was worth it oh yeah you know, well, I mean and if the they Kawhi go then whatever you gave up probably wasn't worth it you know if they go seven and ten and he retires after next year and be like wow that, that was not worth it but you had to take a swing. Yeah. And and you had you know, you had no choice, really. I I saw this take. It's not mine. I think it was Aaron Nagler who does Cheesehead TV. Yeah, I've heard of him, yeah. Um yeah. I think it was his Twitter. I at least saw it on his page. But the, the thought process was you come out if you're Brian Gudekunst and you say I haven't heard from Aaron. I don't know what's going on. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's gone silent on us. Anticipating that Aaron would set the record straight <laughs> and vastly overcommit on Pat McAfee's show. To playing for the Jets. And then you just wait because the Jets fan base, like the Jets signed Alan Lazard. The Jets right. are looking at Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis. And it's like, right, right. Well, none of those moves make a ton of sense if you don't, 
get Aaron Rodgers. No, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and yet, you know, it's sort of. I mean, we just talked about it. I said it with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I feel like this was also a situation where both sides really didn't have any alternative. I mean, I I you know I read the what David Bakhtiari suggested. You know, they could just pay him not to play. Like, come on, man. That's a I lot mean, that, to not play. But yeah, yeah. That's that's but, what twenty uh, percent of your salary cap to get nothing out of it. You're I mean, not going to do that. I what I thought was more likely than that was just call his bluff. Okay, you don't want to play here anymore. You can retire, but if you show up, we're starting you. And and we're not but, gonna do but, a, we're not gonna do a far. Yeah, you know? yeah. We're not gonna do a far where we announce we're going like and the problem is Mark Murphy kinda let the cat out of the bag at he some did. high school basketball tournament. He did, he did, yes, yeah. when he talked about him in the past tense. Yeah, and basically yeah. said moving forward with Jordan. It's like right, all right. Right. Which is good for him too. I mean, you have to consider like and I don't know his psychological makeup, but you don't want that circus of, you know, well, we're going to hang on. You know, like, you you want him to be the guy. You well, want it to be very clear. Training camp, he, he's the guy. We're building around him. We believe in him. Uh, so it was kind of a, you know, I kept hearing. Well, and you don't want thing. what happened 15 years ago where exactly. half the fan base is at the airport wanting Favre to come back. Right, yeah. right, right. Which which could have happened. Or what if, you know, what if Jordan Love gets hurt in minicamp? Or something like that was my thought as this was like, oh, it's going to happen. It's like, you know what? Some could change. You know, what if they have a minicamp and Jordan Love, you know, gets injured? And it's like, well, oh, now if you're the Jets, you know, can you get him? Like, you want to get this deal done. And and I feel like, you know, for the Packers, it made sense. Obviously, get some draft capital this year. Um, you know, he wasn't going to play for them anymore, it seemed like. Now, I, you know, I will tell you, this is, you know, I, I've waited to discuss this with you because twice in a row, Two consecutive years, we've done the Packers post-mortem on Aaron Rodgers, and then he ended up staying. I'm like, I just, I fool me once, fool me twice kind of deal. I couldn't be fooled a third time. But now he's done there, and so it's like, uh, you know, like it was time to move on. It was time to go to the next guy. I think they're better off for it. I think they can just, you know, re not rebuild, but just, you know, get out from under that cloud of you know we're the we're the Green Bay Aaron Rodgers basically, um, and and you know now he has a chance of second place and we'll see how he does. I mean that's a good they were a good team last year, mm-hmm. and if they had even mediocre quarterback play, they probably make the playoffs. So if they're mm-hmm. the same team, which that's a big if, you, you're never sure guys stay as healthy or you know guys are as good or whatever. But you know you you give me 17 games of Aaron Rodgers over 17 of Zach Wilson, Mike White, Joe Flacco. I'm going to bank on probably a three or four win improvement. And that's enough to get to the playoffs. Yeah. No. And, and look, Rodgers is still capable. There was slippage last year, but he won the MVP yeah. the two years before that. So I he think did. He the, did. Yeah. The truth yeah. probably lies somewhere in the middle. Probably. Um, probably. I mean, you know, there, there was some, uh, regression, but, I'll, you know, and, and look, some of this could be his fault. Um, you know, the the chemistry with the receivers were, uh, wasn't as good. Didn't seem like yeah. um, he didn't, you know, he didn't go to OTAs, any of that stuff. And how does that sit with him going to the Jets OTAs? Is that is that gnawing at you it, slash Packer fans? It irks me somewhat because, you know, Aaron Rodgers living the Aaron Rodgers life. Yeah. As a fan, 
everything is spun to whatever he did is, you know, the right way to do it. Well, yeah. you know, his answer for this was, well, I got to put my imprint on this team. Right. You know, like, right. this team needs to be imprinted with my philosophy and style. It's like, well, okay, but what about the three rookie receivers from last year? Like, couldn't they have benefited from being imprinted with your style? For sure. Yeah. For sure. I, I would say so. And I, I don't know. I, I mean, you obviously follow him closer. I've read some various things that Bob McGinn has, has had like a falling out with the front office, but I know he wrote that or, or he went on a podcast and basically said, you know, they were done with him. And in part, they were very frustrated that he, he kind of no showed the off season last year because they gave him the contract. Do you, do you think there's legitimacy to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if they were done with him because of that. I, I think part of it was, you know, I am biased, and I acknowledge my bias, but I I do sort of take the team side of, in January, they told him they wanted him back. At, at that point, it seems like it was on him that he decided he didn't want to be back. And that's okay. He didn't yeah. have to be back. Yeah. It's his prerogative. It's his career, but, you know, he didn't make any effort with the young guys. That right, was clear. Right. I mean, Christian Watson dropped that first sure touchdown on the first play of the season. Week one, yeah. And then he, that was it. He he didn't took throw him, to him for him half eight the weeks. season to, to and get then, going. He, yeah, and then he, yeah. you know, was among the leaders or the leader among rookies in touchdown passes. Right. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> or touchdown I, catches, right? So touchdown catches, right, right. I so it's like, all right. Well, you know, he needed more seasoning. Did he, or was throwing him the ball when he was wide open that first play an indicator <laughs> that maybe he was going to get open? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I can see that. Yeah, so, I mean it. You know, overall, I I take the lessons of Favre. And apply them to Rodgers. He was a Hall of Fame, incredible, have his number retired caliber quarterback. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I want him to lose now. And I want the Packers to win. And I want Jordan Love to succeed. I I can understand that. You know, but as soon as he's done, as soon as he hangs it up, I want him back for coming through the tunnel for the applause and the moment. You know, the number retirement ceremony, all yeah. that stuff. I want the number retirement. I want the ring of honor. I want all of that to happen. And it seems like this one, there's, I mean, maybe it's under the surface. It probably is a little under, but all both sides have done a better job of like, at least on the surface, maintaining a sense of like, hey, we still like each other. Well, you know, like there's, there's not going to be the frost that there was with Favre. No, um, well, and that you Insta- know. the Instagram post to me was both necessary, but also incredible PR. Hey, it was. We're not was. done. This is not goodbye. This is. Yeah. I, I will always, you know, be a Packer and cherish Green Bay, and it's, you know, it's just a see in a little bit. Yeah, Great. I mean, it's it's you it's know? kind of one of those that you know you said like, well, they said they wanted him back and. It kind of feels like, to me at least, like like both parties are okay moving on, but neither one wanted to be the instigator. 
neither one wanted to be the Brett Favre or the Ted Thompson and say yeah. like, we're, we're done. Um, and, and so it's led to this awkward, like, well, you know, we couldn't get in contact with him. Well, they have to FaceTime me. It's like, yeah. well, right. it's, it's, a, it's very, it's very high school, but it, you know, whatever. It, it feels like sort of a mutual breakup in a yes. way of yes. like, Hey, look, we, we had a great time together. <laughs> we, we have a lot of fond memories, but ultimately we're at different stages of our lives. Right. And right. we need to go our separate ways. But hey, you know, don't lose my number. And uh, yeah, we'll exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, at the at the high school reunion, we'll we'll talk about the good old days. Yeah. Um, you know, and and yeah, I mean, I thought the Packers had, you know, like I saw they put out a whole thing of, you know, the, you know, memories of Rogers and blah, blah, blah. And it's it's not a. It's not a, a tense on the surface breakup. Do I think he has any fond feelings for uh, the GM and and Mark Murphy? It doesn't seem like it. Um, but you know, that's okay. That's the way it goes. Um, you know that there's a good chance, just by the nature of the business, that the GM won't be there in five, ten years when he comes back to get his number retired, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, you know, people move on, and and you know, yeah, it, I think it's been handled. Uh, fairly well. I, I mean, I, you know, I think it's one of those, like I said, that it seemed like there was a little bit of a staring contest in early March of, you know, well, we want him back. Well, no, we don't really want him back. Well, I want to come back. Well, no, I don't really want to come. You know, like nobody wanted to be the bad guy and say, let's end this. Yeah. And I think given the baseline assumption that Rodgers would not be playing for the Packers in 2023. Right. This is a very good outcome. There's a potential first-round pick coming back. You got an extra second-round pick. Yeah. That's not bad. So basically, no, Rodgers I agree. is worth I agree. You got two twos and to move up two spots, and you gave up a seventh for a fifth. Or a right. fifth for a right. seventh or whatever. So and, and, you know, you take the massive cap hit, but then it's it's done after this year. Yeah. You know, you get it all in this year. There's no carryover. So like, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, the contract they gave him, uh, from what I've read, I've read, you know, various Packer media and you probably, you know, have read them too. Like the contract really sticks out as a bad idea in hindsight. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, you bite the bullet and move on basically. Yeah. Look, the contract they gave him presumed him playing at least two seasons in green. Bay. Right. Right. And he didn't. That's a did not. No, but, no. But I, I think they were ready to move on. I, I mean, I think last year, you know, I, I think the GM sort of alluded to this that, you know, when you don't make the playoffs, that changes things. You well, know, they went the from being like, the number one seed two years ago to not making the playoffs, and it's like, well, maybe it's maybe it's time to you know change course. Well, and the the flip side is it's hard to make that switch. Now, some coaches have the audacity to do it, but in a different situation you know, to go from number one seed MVP, number one seed MVP, and then say, you know what? Pass. We'll, right. we'll, we'll still just take Jordan Love. Right. And right. and you'd have a mutiny. Because, but the thing is, a Jordan Love-led team last year might have finished eight and nine. They yeah. might have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, ultimately, you know, this is an end of an era it's an era that was incredibly productive for the Packers and the fans. 
people will nitpick one Super Bowl. Well, there are a bunch of teams who didn't win any during that Agreed. run. Agreed. Agreed. I I don't know. I always feel like that's, I mean, you know, I, I, t- I try to be consistent in that. Like, I'd rather have a team that's consistently a contender uh, that wins one. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll compare it to the New York Giants for the last, you know, 20 years. Giants have won two Super Bowls. They've also had a lot of bad years. The Packers haven't had very many bad years. Like, I'd, I'd probably rather be a Packers fan. I mean, I know two Super Bowls is nice. Don't get me wrong. And as an Eli Manning fan, I'm glad he has two. Um, but, you know, like, the Packers were in it almost every year. Almost mm-hmm. every January, you thought they got a shot to win this. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't trade any of what happened. I, you know, I wish they'd been more productive with these one seeds, with these buys the last yeah. two years, but they also kind of felt like they were doing it with, you know, spit and tape at the end, yeah. holding yeah. things together. I know, like, Bakhtiari's back this year, but they, they've already, you know, all of the Packer reporters are pointing out that cutting him next year is a $10 million or $12 million cap savings. Is it? Yeah. So it's like, nah, you know, that, that's why I know everyone is all over uh, Smith and Jigba as the pick mm-hmm. or, or a tight end. But you know, if that offensive tackle from Ohio State's there, yeah, that, you know, that's a guy who you let him play one year on the right side or just yeah. filling in because Bakhtiari played a lot last year, but that was after basically two lost seasons. Missing a lot of time. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. True. But you just true. take him and you just know like, okay, this guy's going to be playing left tackle for Jordan Love next year. Or 24 and on. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, there's some good, good tackles. It seems like in this draft, I mean, maybe nobody going in the top five, but you know, yeah. Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones from Georgia. Again, their Georgia pipeline wide open. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, there's there's some guys to look at. I feel like if they want to go that route. Yeah. Maybe they'll take Stetson Bennett in the seventh. Should they should Ravens should take him, but with Todd Munkin. Yeah, that's a good call. I mean, granted, he'd be the third stringer at best, but that's probably where he's going to be anyway. Yeah. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, hey, it was. I'm just. I'm just glad it got done. Like the, you know, oh, if it goes past the draft, it's going to go into June. I'm like, oh, my God, I just can't keep doing this, man. Just get it done. Pull the pull the plug. Um, let's, well, do you have any further draft thoughts? Do you have a guess on where Bijan lands? Man. Does he get picked today? Does he I, go day one? I think he's going to. I do. I mean, I've, I, I've read a fair amount of mock drafts from, you know, the plugged in folks and everyone has had him going first round. And a lot of people seem to have Jameer Gibbs going first round now too after him, but you know, late in the first round, I I mean, I've heard as high as number eight to Atlanta and as low as, you know, 26 to Dallas and everywhere in between. It feels like, I feel Um, like if he gets to Dallas, that's almost a lock. I mean, I feel like, yeah, that'd be a great pick for them. Um, moving on from Elliott, Pollard's on the franchise tag, so you could, you know, keep him for one year and then move on if you wanted to. Um, I don't think he makes it that far. Uh, I feel like there's there's enough interest out there, you know. So I'm, I'm I don't have a guess, but I sure am anxious to see where he goes. And and I just yeah, the one thing I hope is that the projections are all correct and he goes first round. I think that would be really cool. 
Agreed. Um, let's pivot now to talk a little college basketball. Um, I don't know how to feel. You know, Cambridge puts out a post about running it back. Yeah. Enters the transfer portal, signs with Oregon. Frankie Collins whoops it up about the team and the recruits and the transfers. And then he enters the draft. Now he could come back and it he seems could. Like people think and probably he will. will, it seems like. But yeah, yeah. Um, Warren Washington, miracle, extra year of eligibility from, from nowhere, uh, does not declare for the draft. And then the day that you have to declare for the draft, he announces he's in the transfer portal. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Now you that's could get a, that seemed to catch back. people by surprise. I mean, I read, you know, Cartman and the like, and I mean, an hour before that came out, they were, you know, Cartman posted a tweet about the rotation next year and Warren Washington and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden he's, he's leaving. Like, uh, that stunned me and not in a good way. Yeah. I mean, the Devils did land a seven footer from LSU. Yeah. Um, who was expected to pair with Washington. Now, yeah. Now, yeah. no Duke Brennan, who goes to Grand Canyon, which that right. is. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Feel how you uh, want to feel, but that is a disappointing transfer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it just, it, the whole thing is just really hard to wrap my head around because some of it just defies logic. Like, we're, I mean, and I know we got to change the mindset. And I'm telling myself that as much as anything that, like, the old days of, okay, you transferred when you were stuck on the bench and you weren't playing enough, those days are gone. I get it. But, like when you're when you're a starter and you seem like things are going well for you and you've got one year and I mean there's no guarantee Washington's even gonna be eligible to play next year. He didn't graduate. So he's gonna have to have a waiver to be eligible to play somewhere else next year. So what is going on? I mean I, I, I just don't get it. And I know a lot of people are, are pointing to our lack of NIL infrastructure. Is that it? I mean maybe it is. I I don't know that you have the answer. I know I don't have the answer, but well, it's mystifying. It, maybe it is the lack of the NIL infrastructure. That that very well could be. But I can't help but notice that football is able to bring in kids. Right, you know, right. And, and retain some who declared that they were Right, leaving. right, yeah. I mean, so we have, like, of the, we had roughly, what, a 10-man rotation last year, right? We played, played yeah. up to 10 guys. Yeah. And... I mean, I'm, I'm struggling to think, is there any single one that hasn't either left, said they were leaving and then come back, or is potentially leaving, but we don't know yet? Is there one? So both Cambridges are gone. Washington appears to be leaving. Yeah. Nunez. Jemiah Neal said he was leaving. Now he's coming back, apparently. Yeah. But, Nunez. you know, he, he left. Out. Uh, Collins. Horn's gone. Brennan's gone. Yeah. Uh, Collins entering the draft. Now, again, I think he'll be back. I can't see Collins, you know. But, again, a chance that he doesn't come back. Yeah. Uh, Nunez left. Yeah. Horn gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, everybody. I, I can't think of anyone. I mean, I, I'm not sitting oh, with Gaffney. the entire... Is Alonzo Gaffney still on the team? Well, I know yeah, I think might, he is. He might have graduated, is, yeah. and he might be our starting center. It's Right, right. So, I mean, it just... It, like I, I saw, and I, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Cartman, but but you know, 
I, I saw his tweet and, you know, like I couldn't argue with a word of it. It's like, you know, I can't remember word for word, but it was like, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to maintain any momentum when you make the tournament and then you have, you know, basically your entire rotation leave or, or think about leaving or, you know, like, man, it's just, it's a tough one. We had a, we had a, a surprising season, not a great season, but I think surprising. Um, and it was kind of a feel good end of the year. I mean, the tournament loss was a bitter pill to swallow, but you know, overall you, you know, I mean, we talked that day after the, after the game or a couple days after the game, it was like, all right, things seem like they're trending in a decent direction. Hurley gets his extension. And now you're just left like, man, okay. You know, so yeah, you bring in a seven footer and you bring in Adam Miller and like, okay, these are nice additions, but you're starting from scratch almost. Mm-hmm. I know it's incredibly frustrating. Uh, as I, and, I, and I just don't know what to make of it. I mean, because again, in the old days, the not so old days, if you had this kind of exodus, it would be, man, this program is a disaster. They must all hate the coach. But I don't get the feeling that's the case. No, everyone like, seems to really like Hurley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't get the feeling these guys are leaving because it's like, oh, they've had a falling out with the staff and, and oh, it's just, a, you know, so many cancers in the locker room. And uh, But it's like, I, I mean, is it is it just that, you know, everybody wants to see what's behind door number two, even if door number one is, is okay? Is that what we're dealing with here in some ways? Like, you know, well, yeah, things went okay, but, well, I could probably find a better spot out there. It's like, well, can you? I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I, mean, I don't I, know. The, like, the, yeah. the thing that's frustrating is Duke Brennan to GCU. Like, what is that move? Right. You know? Right. Where did Nunez go? Did he commit somewhere? I feel like I saw he did, but maybe I just saw he took visits somewhere. Yeah, I ha- I don't recall where he... Let me look. I'm going to look him up real quick and see if it says he... Because I, I know I saw something about him either visiting somewhere or something Ole like Miss. that. It's, what I recall, it wasn't like Ole Miss. Any, it's Ole Miss. Did he go to Ole Miss? He has committed to Ole Miss yesterday. Transferred Ole Miss. Oh, just recent. Okay, okay. You know, and like in football, that would make sense, but in basketball, that's kind of a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know it's SEC, and SEC, you know, it just means more. Uh, you know, they might I, have I get more it. money there, um, but still. I mean, maybe it is NIL. In which case, I don't know what the answer is because it's not like clearly we can't get our act together as a school fandom. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess that has to be part of it, and maybe it's maybe it's ninety percent of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a hundred percent of it. I don't know. I mean, I hesitate to ever when you have you know something that's hard to explain. Usually, there's not one answer, um, but. Man, I, I know that's what Cartman was harping on, was, you know, just the lack of NIL and opportunities, blah, blah, blah. I, I get it, but man, I, like, honestly, I guess I would, and, and I don't know the answer to this, but is Austin Nunez raking in the NIL dollars at Ole Miss? Is, is Duke Brennan raking in NIL at Grand Canyon? Really? Am yeah. I missing something? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I realize Ole Miss has, you know, has SEC, and I, I get it. But, uh, you know, are they really putting a lot toward basketball? And Austin Nunez isn't like, you know, a five-star recruit that it's like, oh, man, they're really going all out to get him. Like, 
or is, or is it just that we're not giving him anything, and so anything you can get somewhere else is more than zero? I'm I'm worried that that's the case. It might be. I've I've kicked around this idea. No one's listening, so I'll just tell you. Sure. Um, that you and I for the podcast should do like a Pat McAfee Aaron Rodgers thing. Like, but we should not give it to like some elite guy. We should just pick a guy on the roster and yeah. say, "Look, we'll give you fifty bucks a week to come on here and just talk to us for twenty minutes about what's going on with the team. Yeah, what's going on with the discussions about NIL? What's how was the recruiting? What happened? How did you wind up yeah. where you are? Yeah, you know? yeah, and just no. uh, you know, you're not supposed to pay sources as a journalist, which we used right. to be. We used to be, but I, well, what is journalism anymore? It's mostly paid sources. Well, pretty much, or anonymous sources, or whatever. Yeah, so, and hey, we're not. We're not journalists anymore. We went to school for it, but, you know, we we, uh, we each went our own way on that. So, um, yeah, I mean, no, it's an idea. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I, it's um, it's tough. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow when you're, you know, mildly excited about the state of the program. I don't want to go overboard. I wasn't, you know, jumping for joy. But, you know, it's like, well, all right, things, you know, positive direction in the 23 season. And maybe they still will be, but, man, like, it's it's going to be a lot like football. Now, football is for the best. But, you know, I'm going to have to relearn the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm going to, going to look nothing like last year's. Yeah. Now, again, football's different. I get, you know, coaching change and, you know, it's for the best that we're making so much turnover. But I just don't, I don't know that it's for the best with basketball. I, I don't think so. Yeah. So that's my, that's my takeaway is it's, yeah. it's, it's frustrating because it also, it seems to accentuate my feelings of being a have not. In, yeah, in no, I agree. You know, I agree. So, I mean, already we're in a, a conference that is feeling that way, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, it, it it does feel like you're, you know, you're playing a not a rigged game, but a you know a, a game that you can't win, basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're you're playing with uh, five players, and the other team has eight. Yeah, I mean, it's we bought we brought a, a knife to a gunfight. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, we, we might be able to do some damage, but we're not winning. <laughs> I agree. And, and yeah, I mean, it just, it, and, and that, that also makes the loss in the, in the tournament last year, you know, sting even more because, and I, I said this in the moment, but I, I guess I didn't think it would be this much, but you know, you just, you know, you, you, you have no guarantees that next year is going to be a, an equally good opportunity or a better opportunity. And I don't know that we would have won the next round. Who knows? But, like, we should have won that TCU game. We led for a large, large majority of it. And you let it get away. And it's just like now you're you're starting again from, from you know, square one. Uh, you're not picking up where you left off. Yeah. It's I, I watched Last Chance U and Last Chance U basketball. And yeah. the basketball one kind of feels like how college – basketball is now anyway like you just you have to f- basically rebuild your whole roster every year yeah yeah i mean it's just it's got to be frustrating you know you'd love to 
you'd love to get a coach un- unfiltered. You know, I, I can only imagine, like, what is Bobby Hurley thinking? He has the pretty good roster last year. You have the chance to bring back, you know, up to maybe 60, 70% of it. And, and now it's, you know, 10%, maybe, mm-hmm. of your rotation. Like, it's got to be frustrating. Yeah. This is this is probably why, you know, you're seeing some college coaches want to get to the pros, mm-hmm. basketball and football, because, like, at least in the pros, you know what turnover your roster is going to have. You know, you have this guy under contract, he's going to be back. Now it's in, in college sports, feels like it's a year to year, entirely rebuild your team type of deal. Yeah. Um, I guess one last thing before we go, I didn't mention this before we started, but I, I want to briefly discuss the Las Vegas A's move. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, I'm more troubled by it than I thought I would be. <coughs> yeah. Um, it feels like Bud Selig let Lou Wolf dance around getting a new stadium. And then Rob Manfred let John Fisher dance around getting a new stadium. And it's like watching Major League play out but as but but like effectively like right. he right. built a terrible team right. he drove attendance to zero i mean they're being outdrawn by their triple a team half the time i know i know but it's because of their own view and, and by that same token baseball's not forcing him to sell like i saw it was tim kawakami from the athletic mm-hmm. i believe and it was a great point it was either him or mark Carrig. Yeah, but it was one of those. I, guys I read both of those. Yeah. yeah, who made the point of if you really were serious about keeping the team in Oakland, then Manfred should say, "Any billionaire <laughs> want to buy this team and yeah. build a stadium and commit to it in writing at the Coliseum site because we'll we'll force a sale for that. Otherwise, it's Vegas." Yeah, yeah. Um, but he won't, obviously. And, no, and I think no. that the, the other piece of this that was like a here and gone statement was Mark Davis basically throwing the A's under the bus and saying, you're the reason we left Oakland because we, because you, know, let us, yeah, yeah. you know, fix it. I saw it's so I'm, I'm troubled by the whole thing. And, and I think part of it is as a fan of the, second smallest market team with an owner who lives in California and who doesn't really, he likes the Brewers, but he bought a, you know, premier league team and doesn't really come here as much. Yeah. I'm worried about the precedent this sets. No, I guess you, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I guess I'd be surprised if that happened there, but yeah, I mean, you can never say never. Um, you know, would I, would I have guessed in the year 2000 that the Seattle Supersonics would not be in Seattle, you know, 10 more years? No. I, you know, I mean, when we were kids, when the Cleveland Browns left, that seemed like unthinkable that they came back, but you know, so yeah, I, I, I mean, I can, I can understand the, the fear, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the A's thing to me, like I don't, I don't 
pay as much of attention. I mean, I have I've paid attention to some of it. To me, it just seems like they won a team in Vegas. But, you know, baseball does. Uh, you know, what you were saying about, you know, if they were serious about wanting to keep them in Oakland. And I think this is what you were getting at. I don't think they are. I, I mean, I don't think they want to keep them in Oakland. I think they want a team in Vegas. They see what the NHL and the NFL are getting out of Vegas. And they want in as quickly as possible. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's frustrating because, like, I'm looking at, you know, Ken Rosenthal wrote a story that talks about this. But it's like, you know, they blame the A's fans. And it's like, you know, when you put a decent product on the field, they were sure. outdrawing the Giants. Sure, or drawing sure. even with yeah. the Giants, you know? No, I mean, and, and you know, games, attendance, I mean, we've talked about this in, in other contexts. But, you know, attendance at games is, is not cheap. And I mean, it's not just the ticket prices, it's concessions, it's parking, it's everything. And, and so if you feel like you're not getting the effort from the, from the team you're supporting financially to go to those games, why would you? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I get it. 81 times, especially it's not football where like, you know, well, I, there's only, you know, there's only eight real chances to see I'm going to go and, you know, okay, the team stinks, but you know, baseball's a, there's a lot of games. There's a lot of up, you know, and well, if you feel like you're you're being asked to put forward for a team that isn't putting forward for you, you're not gonna. Well, and it's also frustrating, and I'm going to. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Mike Trout, division opponent, yeah, is earning more this year than their entire team. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's it's, crazy. It's hard as a fan to support a franchise that like. You should not, your payroll should not be smaller than the single highest paid player no, in, the, in the rest of the no, division. It just no, should be. You're, I mean, it's pathetic. You know, and it's like, in the last few years, they've traded Chapman, Olsen, Murphy. Olsen, right. You know, right. like. Several pitchers, I know, yeah. you know, yeah, the one. Yeah, Montes. Can't remember. Frankie yeah, Montes, yes, to the Yankees. Yeah, like, yeah, so uh, yeah. You're not, you're blaming the fans? How? What? Are you kidding? No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And also, baseball with your fan service by making the game faster—that's great. But MLB Network's off YouTube TV now. I Uh, saw that. They're still subjecting people to local blackouts. You got 19 teams whose regional sports networks went bankrupt. Like, what fan service? Like, it's a league (laughs) that's that's like punishing to be a fan of. And I say this as somebody who like. I have spent most of my parental leave since the baseball season started watching the MLB free game of the day. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know. No, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's true. It's true. I mean, every sport to an extent has a little bit of the – they don't really care about the, you know, the NFL with this idea, and it's probably going to happen of, you know – flexing Thursday games. And it's like, man, that is just a thumb to the eye of, of your fans who go to games. People like me who try to travel for games. Like you're, you're telling me not to basically plan games late in the year because you're going to, you know, you can move it from Thursday to Sunday or Sunday to Thursday. Come on. Um, so I get it, but, but the NFL does a better job. I think of, you know, appealing to his fans than baseball. Um, I do like the pitch clock. I do like that. You know, I think totally. The I'm, I'm with you. Baseball um, made to the gameplay, to the play of the game. These changes were good and yes. effective. However, I'm talking about all the other stuff. I'm not locally totally. blacked out 
from Packer games. Now they sell out, but I'm not. And I can right. buy every game. I can. Right. Ma- they make it so easy for me to watch my team's games. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, they used to have blackouts in the NFL. Yeah. Remember when you, I mean, when you, when, we, when you were in Arizona, you know, the Cardinals games would be blacked out at home every week because they never sold out at Sun Devil Stadium and they got rid of that, you know? So it, yeah, it, it, it can be gotten rid of if you want to. And, and yeah, they, you know, I, I kind of feel like that's a relic of a, of a time gone by. Um, I mean, you know, again, like, does that really drive up attendance? If you can't watch it on TV, I don't think it does. Maybe no, in the old days people not it, it did, but I don't think so anymore. What it, what it does, in the old days when you had limited options, yes, it mattered. But right. now, if I can't watch that, I've got Netflix and Peacock and Hulu and Amazon Prime and YouTube TV and HBO Max and Discovery Plus and Paramount Plus and right. Apple TV Plus and Disney Plus. I, I, I'll just watch a movie. It's okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. need to. No, you're right. You're <laughs> right. That's a great. That's a great point. Yeah. I mean the the, the loyalty uh, toward anything, not just sports, isn't what it used to be. I mean, I, you know, like, and and we're not from the days of the four networks if that's it necessarily, or the three networks like the you know our parents grew up in. Um, but still, like, I, I mean, I remember the days where you know, like, you had maybe fifty channels, and that's it, and you had to watch things when they were on. And if you wanted to watch, uh, you know, a show that was on, you either had to watch it or videotape it. Mm-hmm. And good luck trying to program that or anything like that's Yeah, that's not the way it is anymore. There's so many other things, and, and that feeds into sports that, yeah, if the baseball game isn't on, are you going to say, well, you know what? It's not on TV. Let's all go and spend, you know, if you're taking a family, hundreds of dollars probably to go. Or yeah. you're just going to stay home and do something else. Well, I mean, last year, I told you, our get-in-the-door price for me and my wife and no kid to park one car at the stadium and have two tickets was, with fees and everything else, over $100. And we weren't sitting in the lower bowl, either. Yeah. No, no, no. We were in the second deck to do that. And it's like, like, this year, my work is going to a Brewer game next month, so that'll probably be... The one game I go to this year? Yeah. We bought you we bought get, tickets you to an get independent the tickets league. this year. No, we bought tickets to an independent league team for four really? games. Yeah, because we you know where we're sitting? Row like fifteen behind the plate <laughs> for twenty yeah, bucks a game. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna ask if you were if you were going to any games or, you know, anything like that. I, I mean I've seen seen them playing a few times and even thought, you know, did you get tickets for later in the year or anything? But yeah, and and, and you're a you know, you're a strong supporter too. I love the team. I watch the games on TV, but I just, you know, and I paid for the radio on my app so I could listen to every team and I listen to games, you know, day games at work or when I'm driving home, you know, and night games when I'm just, you know, doing stuff around the house. But I'm not, I, they, I hate to say it, but it's almost like they've broken me. Like they have broken the agreement we had. I will support you. You will make it feasible yeah. for me to support you. And I'm not broke. I make a nice living. Sure. But sure. I look at my life and I look at my priorities and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to spend $100 on this activity when I could like buy a nice dinner and then come home and watch the game. No, I agree. You know? I agree. Yeah. And save yeah. 50 I mean, it's bucks. Uh, not cheap. It's definitely not. I mean, I, 
I was going to go, I thought about going to see the Dodgers here a month or so, you know, early in the season. And I, I didn't because it's like, man, you know, just a ticket alone to sit in the upper deck was 50 bucks. And then I got to pay to park and, you know, it's like, hey, I'm just, I'll just watch it on TV. No big deal. That's how I feel. I, for the longest time was like, man, I can't wait for the angels to come here so I can see Trout and Otani. Right. Right. They're, they're coming. They'll be here tomorrow. And I looked at the tickets and I looked at the prices and I was like, oh, Tani's not going to pitch at all this series. I'll mm. skip it. Like, I, I, you know. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I just can't like, I, they broke it. They, they've broken. No, I agree. Our, I agree. Our setup. And I just, it's like, all right, well, I, I don't want to be a part of this, uh, this either. Then you, you want it to be loud and crazy and fans to be there i want that too yeah why is it impossible yeah. why is it that you know like the falcons for example can figure it out i agreed you agreed know? yeah i mean i i've gone to a couple of games there and it is i mean it's nice man you get a you get a soda for four bucks and you fill your own and so you can i mean i filled it up four times you basically get you know like like you know a dollar per cup it's fantastic yeah you know like a slice, a big slice of pizza at the Brewer game will set you back 10 bucks. Yeah. No, I'm out. I'm done. I agree. Yeah, yeah the concession prices at play. I mean, yeah, no, totally. I'm, I'm with you. But you go to these places and it just, it's, I mean, you know, for a bottle of soda, it's $7. Like, man, dude, I know you're going to charge me more. I get it. You're going to charge me more than the machine at my office. I understand. But does it have to be, you know, 500% more? But, you know, yeah. like it, it could be just a little bit. Instead of a dollar, it could be a dollar fifty or $2. Like, all right, I'll play that game. But, yeah, I mean, to get a, you know, one can of soda or one bottle of soda for six fifty seven dollars $7, like, I can't do it, man. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so I agree. And, again, I mean, comparatively to football, I mean, I find this, like, with football – the prices are roughly the same, but there's only eight games. Mm -hmm. So it's easier to justify for me. Like, well, all right, you know, but like there's 81 Diamondbacks games and I'm not going to spend the same amount on a baseball game that I am on a football game, but I, but I'm being asked to in some ways. Like I am going to go to some game. I mean, I haven't been any this year. The Red Sox are coming to town in May. My dad and I are going to go. So, you know, I am going to go to some, I'm not, you know, not going to any, um, but you know, uh, gosh, I mean, when I was a, when I was a kid living in Tucson, did I think about you know, man, how cool would it be to live in Phoenix and be able to go to a Diamondbacks game once a week? Yeah, I did, and and I don't come close to that. If I yeah. if I get to one a month, it's a surprise. Well, and that's like you know, when I first moved here, I was buying the ten game pack. Right, right. You know, going I in twenty eighteen, I went to twenty two games, counting really? the playoffs. Yeah. You know, and they made it to the NLCS, but I went to 22 home games. And now I'm going to this work one in May. I'll go yeah. to one when my dad's here this summer. And that's probably it. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and if my dad's like, I'm not that into it, then it'll just be the work one in May. Because, yeah. like I yeah. said, we got tickets. So I'll get to see live baseball. And sure. sure. I just, you know, I don't want to have to pay. For no, I get the, you. Like, I get it's you. not yeah. a, it's not a privilege to get to go anymore. It's a burden. Yeah. And yeah. 
No, I, I, I understand. I, I do. I mean, you know, and I, uh, you know, I love traveling for football and, and I'm still going to, but you know, for other reasons too, just because I really don't like flying, but, but you know, for those reasons in, included, like I'm not going to do it that much longer. Like I'm, I, I'm really kind of of the intent to like, you know, go hog wild the next couple of years and then really pull back, maybe go to one or two a year just to still do something, but mm-hmm. not go as crazy as I have. Yeah. I get that. Cause it does. I mean, the prices do go up and, and you know, and I, I, I mean, I go fairly cheap. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't get great seats for the most part. Um, I, I don't usually eat at the games at all. If I do, it's maybe one thing, you know, and it's just me. Most of the yeah. time, you know, like I'm not bringing a family. I'm not bringing, you know, so I can manage it. But still, it, it's it's not the easiest thing to manage. I mean, I, I use my work bonus every year to cover a lot of the costs because it's like, well, all right, that's that's what I'm going to put it toward. Um, I, you know, because, yeah, it starts to add up real quick if it's coming out of your regular income. For sure. That's, you know, that that's two guys who love live sports too yeah for sure yeah for sure i mean and i and i do and i'm you know i'm i'm fortunate uh beyond my wildest dreams the, the things i've been able to see and go to and the people i've seen play and uh you know and i love it but yeah i mean it is i, I mean i go back to when i was a kid my my dad and i would would go up to sons games a lot when i you know before i started school before i started grade school we went up to so many sons games at the old coliseum and saw you know, the Bulls and the Lakers with Magic and Kareem and the Celtics with Bird and, you know, and, and it was, I mean, and I know, you know, money's going up. I get it. But still, like, it wasn't that bad. And we had good, you know, we would get decent seats. We'd go right down by where the players would walk in. You could see that, you know, that's the other thing. Like, you don't get the access you used to. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we, we got, I mean, I remember standing down there as a kid and watching Michael Jordan walk on the court. You can't do that now. Not a chance. Can't get close to him. Yeah. They, or whoever it is. I mean, yeah. it's not Michael Jordan. But you, you can't buy dressed. Yeah. Well, and that ends Grumpy Old Men Corner. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we got into this, but, you know, sometimes you just got to vent. Yeah. Well, we'll be back next week. We'll talk about what happened at the draft. We'll figure out where Bijan landed and what jersey Matt's going to buy next. That's right. That's yeah. right. Probably a Bryce Young Panthers as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling, feeling like if he's the number one pick, that's going in my collection. Yeah. Until next time, he's Matt, I'm Ben, it's the Ben Matt Sportscast.